Welcome to The Midnight Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Easton Bennett, alongside my fellow co-host, Tyler Sinden. We are both entrepreneurs who are learning, growing, and building our own businesses, and our goal is to share our experience and knowledge to help you grow and become a successful entrepreneur. Strap in. Before we get started, if you have any questions or things you'd like us to cover, you can email us at themidnightentrepreneur at gmail.com. And if you'd like to join our business discord where we talk about wins, business problems, or general questions, shoot us a message and we'll get you in there. Tyler, what's going on? Oh, not too much. It's a uh, late night here. I'm ready for <laughs> ready for bed over here. But other than that, not too much. What's going on with you? Not a whole lot. I was out of town for a week. Um, and honestly, I forgot that we hadn't filmed the podcast until like Friday night. I was like, well, it's just going to have to be it's going to have to be uh, Sunday because, yeah, I was driving back. I was driving back from southwest North Dakota, all these small towns. And in my head, I was thinking, oh, what do I got to do this weekend? And then it just... Hmm popped in my head. I'm like, yep, me and Tyler still haven't filmed. So yeah, we're filming mm-hmm. here late Sunday night. So this is probably the closest we've ever been to a release when we filmed, hey? Yeah, it's about 12 hours. You can't get much closer than that. We just film it tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. <laughs> hey man, I'll be up. Yeah, I wouldn't be, but I, I probably could be. Tomorrow's shoot, I was supposed to have a shoot tomorrow out of town and texted the guy to make sure today because he's been a little bit flaky a few times in the past and said, hey, we still good to go for tomorrow. And he said, we have the 21st on our schedule, which is Thursday. Mm. And I sent him a screenshot of our emails and it says right here that book the 18th. a screenshot. Yeah. And he <laughs> called me and he goes, oh, I don't know how we got mixed up. Everyone on our side is thinking the 21st. I'm like, I don't know either, man, but I have proof right here. <laughs> so yeah, that got moved and it sucks for him because I'm so booked out so until the middle of October. Tomorrow. Not filming tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So he got pushed back. Yeah, he we were supposed to film tomorrow, according to the email. And I don't know how he got it for Thursday. And I told him I'm booked on Thursday, so we can't shoot. I'll send you available shoot dates. And the next available one that's not a weekend is like the middle of October. So. So what you going to do now? You got a whole day to (laughs) freed up. It's awesome because I need to actually edit a lot of stuff from being gone Mm -hmm. last week. So tomorrow's going to be nice. Um actually kind of made my day today that I'm like, sweet. I don't have to uh, drive to Bismarck. I was going to drive to Bismarck right after we filmed this episode and then shoot there in the morning. And I don't have to do that anymore, which is nice. I thought you said you had uh, another podcast that you had to record. Yeah, I'm recording a podcast after this. So then I would have had to leave after that podcast, but leaving Uh, tonight after I I record the podcast, which is kind of nice. And that podcast got pushed like to 730 tonight. So yeah, it would have been a nightmare. I would have got to Bismarck at like 10, 30, 11. Jeez, would have been a late night for you. <laughs> it was a grind, the grind. But hey, we, we lucked out. Grind. We don't have to shoot uh, tomorrow and we'll move it to October. Tyler, other than that, uh, what's been new? It's been a little bit since we've chatted. It has been. It's not too much. I was, or I don't, she she reached out to me and the current company that she was working with, the my current client that, I do Google ads for. She reached out to me. She said her company was moving away from hosting and doing marketing. They weren't really doing anything. I think they were just hosting their website and maybe updating the WordPress website whenever it needed updates. 
So she said that they're moving away from that. I'm going to be meeting with her on Tuesday and I might be, I got in here on Monday, but it's on Tuesday that I'll be meeting with her and then I might be taking that over. Uh, so just an additional thing. And then on Tuesday, it's just figuring out exactly what she wants because I don't know if she hired them to actually do stuff for her because that's what she might've thought that she was getting out of it, but she was just getting hosting. So I, I told, I gave her a couple different options. I said, you can either host it yourself or I can host it for you. Or here's someone else in Arte that I know does really good work. You can go through her if you'd like. So I'm going to be meeting with her on Tuesday to see exactly what she wants. And then we'll go from there. So this is one of your clients that's at your job that's leaving. Is that what you no, said? Th- no, this is my one client that I have. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, for new frame. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool then. The Google ads. Yeah. So I, d- I don't know exactly what she wants or expects and we'll figure it out on Tuesday. So it just might be an additional additional charge onto what we're currently doing. And I don't think it's going to require much more effort. So that'll upsell, be nice baby, to have. Upsell. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what kind of marketing she would want or yeah. need. Hopefully she wants everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be nice, but at the same time, it wouldn't be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice if she's like, hey, uh, we're firing them and we're going to give you $2,500 a month. Well, she's not firing them. They're, she's, they're, I think they're leaving or they're, yeah. I don't know what they're doing. They're just going away from that service maybe or what it is, but yeah, pretty much. So it's I'm going to be potentially doing that with her and seeing seeing exactly what she wants and what she expects, and then we'll go from there. That's what I like to hear. Hey, moving up in the world, Tyler. That's what I like to hear. Mm-hmm. People yeah. get people get that, new services. That's what I. Yeah, that's good. And then because it, I know with Ironman training and what I've been saying a lot, and I, work and freeing up time and just doing. I I got so much stuff going on, and it's like I'm not pursuing new frame as much as possible. And I don't know if I talked about that on the last episode, but. It's just with Ironman training it just and work, it's just everything's been taking a backseat and Ironman training kind of jumped to the front and skipped the line kind of deal. So it would be interesting because that would potentially get me closer to actually quitting, which is... Um, What's the goal? Know. Is it still the goal? Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I don't know. Because like I, I, I've been thinking it's like... But at the same time, it's like I'm comfortable and it's like, do I just want to be comfortable? So not with your body. Yeah. You want to fucking push that thing. Through <laughs> and swimming and running. Yeah. That bike this weekend was brutal, but yeah, I actually want to bring up a listener comment that we had. Jorge reached out and said that it looks like you might want to be looking for a commercial loan for your building. Yes, that is, yeah. that is something that it would, I would definitely need. There's the way I'm paying cash for buildings. So did I talk about a building on last week's podcast or no? Yeah. Yeah, you did. That's why, that's why you reached out and said it looks like, and then if you do ever want any suggestions or you want him to help out, I can connect you guys. But yeah, I, because I don't think you really talked about it. You just talked about looking at buildings and I see this building or I want to get a building. So I just thought I would bring it up, bring up some listener comments that we had and, just, I thought I would bring it up live on the show instead of texting you because he texted me. He's like, it looks like this. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about actually just bringing it up on the podcast and yeah. see what he says. Is Jorge <laughs> a commercial lender or no? Or does he just know about that stuff? 
Man, I Warren, feel bad. What for do you know? This. <laughs> he he works at a bank, okay. and I think he works in Bismarck. Um, so I don't know if he does that specifically, but I think he deals with a lot of small business owners, and that's one reason why he says he likes to listen to this because uh, uh, us and what we do is a lot of the people that he tends to deal with. So he likes to listen to us because of because of that. So he might. I think he might just do with like uh, small businesses, and maybe like maybe it is something that. Uh, he does deal with so yeah. yeah. Jorge, we alish, or we appreciate you listening to us spew bullshit every week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely. I actually got some more information on that this week. Uh, I was at Kegs and Eggs, which is Minot State's homecoming, and one shout out Eddie. I met Eddie, yeah. so our, our buddy yeah. Eddie was there, and uh, it was funny because uh, I'm looking around and like it's outside in the the old parking lot, and I look over, I was like, what the fuck. And it was, it, I was like, I swear to God, that looks like Eddie. And it's like, we locked eyes and he just pointed <laughs> like this. He just pointed at me. So then I, That's I awesome. yeah, I tapped my girlfriend on the arm and I said, Hey, I'll be right back. I got to go talk to this guy. And I walked over there and we chopped it up for a couple minutes and it was a good time. But yeah, um, it was, it was nice meeting Eddie. I met him virtually, but mm-hmm. meeting him in person was good. Mm-hmm. Said he was back talking right. to the football team a little bit and, um, going off of that, while I was at Kegs and Eggs, I talked to a couple of people about a building, specifically my uncle who's there. And I said, yeah, I don't know. I've been like looking at buildings lately. I don't think I can afford one right now, but I want to figure out how I can plan to eventually do it um, just to make sure it's the right move. And he's like, oh, well, there's these, this, the thing I was telling you about the Surf Basin buyback interest program, where it's at 1% loan. Uh, and he's talking about buildings. He said, if you look downtown, there's, you get way more tax breaks downtown because they have different funds like the downtown business administration and the magic fund. So if you get a building downtown, you get even more tax breaks. So he's like, yeah, that's something if you want to have a conversation about that, we sure can. Um, I don't think it would be like relatively soon within the coming months at all, but good to get more information. Good to start visualizing it. And Jorge, if that's something you can help out with, I will definitely have a conversation with you so I can get a little bit more uh, information on that. I don't have a personal business banker right now, so I don't know how that would work if I'm in Bismarck, but I'm in Bismarck plenty enough. So I think we can make it work. <laughs> the magic fund in the magic city. That's funny. Yep. Hopefully they just I give you I wonder if all buildings. cities are like that. I wonder if all cities are like that where they give you discounts for, because it promotes the economy down in that specific area. So that that's interesting. I never really heard about that or I've never really actually delved into that type of stuff where I tried to learn about that. So yeah, that's pretty interesting to hear about. Yeah. And I know that two cities for sure. So Minot does it because I heard about the magic fund and then the client we're working with in Williston, they have uh, their EDC, their economic development center has the star fund. So the star fund helps new businesses and new startups find locations and buildings and stuff like that. So I think it's something that's generally put on by either the city, whether it's the chamber or the economic development or downtown administrations, whatever that might be. I don't think it's specifically government backed, but there are some programs, which I'd assume would be in other cities as well. It's just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like it would be too. It, it, it makes sense and it just promotes growth there because that's what I think cities really got to do. So yeah. And then it, <laughs> like I like I was saying, I had I've been putting like new frame and everything on back burner, and I actually had someone reach out to me. I, it was probably like their VA or whoever it was, but they reached out to me and they said this person would really like to be on your podcast. Uh, went into their marketing background and all that stuff, so it was like 
it was qualified person. And then I, I haven't replied yet. I was thinking of replying that I haven't been putting the time and effort into it. And I don't feel like I want to have her on it and waste both of our time. I think she would be able to provide a lot of value, but it's like, I, I thought it was pretty cool that I had someone reach out to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I've had I don't know f- how they found it. Yeah. I've had a few people reach out for the Minot business podcast and they're like, so-and-so would be a good fit. And I'm like, well, you obviously didn't do your research because this is all local people that are in the studio. So it wouldn't be a good fit. I'm like, you live in Pennsylvania, but yeah, it's Mm -hmm. cool. Uh, Pivoting off that a little bit. When I was talking to Eddie uh, yesterday, he mentioned that we should have some guests on the show. So that's a conversation me and Tyler were semi having earlier. uh, And maybe that's in the near future that we have some guests just to bring on some more valuable advice there obviously won't be a guest every single week, but I think it'd be good to, you know, mix in a guest here and there to talk about business, whatever it might be, because we've done what this is the 55th episode. And mm-hmm. it's not that we're struggling to find topics, but a lot of them are semi talking about the same well, thing. Well, let's not so. lie now. We are struggling. <laughs> okay. We're struggling guys. We need guests. <laughs> and we need ideas if you have any. So if, yeah, feel free to reach in at new frame di- or that too that, that works uh, too reach out to wherever <laughs> been creative media just reach digital. out to us. just reach out you guys got our numbers yeah call us just do whatever you need to but yeah i guess maybe we'll, we'll think about doing that i think that would be kind of cool for us asking questions one we can learn a lot uh, ourselves and also provide some value to the audience so yeah so one thing that when you did mention that to me i'm open to it but i would want to put a lot more effort into it because like we put effort into this, but we can put a lot more effort into the actual episode. And I think if we did have someone on, like we got to do research on them, prepare questions and make sure that we like understand and know them. And that's what I was listening to a podcast or maybe it was like a reel or something about Alex Ramosi. And he was talking about that. He said, I don't care how big your podcast is. All I care about is if you ask good questions. And he apparently went on some podcast that doesn't get a lot of views or anything, but he went on it because that person does extreme research on the guest and comes with extremely good questions. So that's why it made me think if we are going to go that route, I want to make sure that we're putting a lot of effort into it and actually coming up with a lot of good prepared questions, a lot of good research on the actual guests that do come in. And maybe it's like a once a month thing that we bring in it, bring someone in. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, if it starts to pop off and people are loving the guests and then you know, it makes sense for us to do a guest every week. Maybe we do a segment at the beginning where it's me and Tyler still giving our updates or at the end, whatever it is. And then having the guest on in the middle, we could do that as well. But yeah, I think it would start out something like that, you know, once a month, uh, obviously do some research and do a lot of questions, uh, and then kind of see what happens, see what the audience thinks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would be interesting to try out because I know we've had a few people reach out to us in the past and, ask us about that. So I think it would be would be a potential avenue that we did go down. And I know I, I, I think I mentioned it to you when someone or a couple people did mention that to us. And you said, just say as of right now, as opposed to we don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just because down the road we might. So uh, yeah. maybe that down the road is coming sooner than we thought. It's just I think it's a good way to siphon other people's audiences. You know, we get We've all their followers the and all, yeah, all their people. So <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a little hack there. So if you ever want to get free audiences, just have conversations with people. Uh, Tyler, Mm -hmm. a little bit of update on my end. 
chamber deal. So we talked about the chamber a little bit. I've actually met with the Minot, the local Minot chamber EDC, and they want to do a bunch of different video projects. So had a pretty long meeting with them about hour, hour 15 uh, at their office. And we went over everything that they're trying to accomplish and their goals on getting new members and getting more awareness and put together, I think, seven different campaigns for them. Uh, and sent that over to them with a video walking through all of it. Uh, that was on Tuesday, and I told them I'd reach out this coming week. So hopefully this week and maybe next week's episode, I'll have a little bit more information on that. But ideally, if they want to go with all of it, it's uh, it's going to be a pretty big undertaking, which would be pretty exciting. But that's kind of the the biggest fish in the pond right now, I'd say. You know. <laughs> gonna finally get that editor is that in your notes up here it is yes yeah. so uh i have my editor he has access to the editing software so you have an editor he's well he's not or editing it, what's up is it your buddy that's learning yeah. on his own yeah hmm. so he has access to the editing course that i took i got premiere pro for him um he has frame io so i've transferred him some footage to mess around with and i pretty much told him hey uh like Take a month or two, really try to get good at this, see if you like it. And then if you do, uh, I'll hire you. Uh, so I'm kind of giving them the, giving them just free reigns. I'm like, whatever free. you, however yeah. much work you want to put into it, uh, let's see what you can do. And he's, he's been really good about it. Um, I told him the first Vikings game. So two weeks ago, he was at my house and said, you know, we went into my office and we looked over some stuff. He just wanted to see how I did things. And I said, yeah, I'll mm -hmm. get you all the logins. And I made him his own Bennett Creative Media email for all the passwords and everything. And I said, I'll get you this stuff here uh, tomorrow. And then tomorrow I ended up having a shoot. So I didn't get it to him during the day. And he texted me at night and he said, hey, can I get that stuff? And I said, yeah, I'm driving to Bismarck right now. I'll get it tonight. Didn't get it because I got to Bismarck <laughs> at like midnight and then texting me the next day. He's like, Hey, can you get me that stuff? And I was like, at least you're <laughs> persistent. So then I got it to him. Um, and I sent it over and he's like, cool. I said, sorry. Uh, I was driving to Bismarck. I got back late and he said, that's no worries. I'm going to look at it tonight. Um, and then he went through it, download everything. He said, one thing wasn't working, uh, some download something or another. So he said, can you come to my house tonight and help me with it? So actually after this podcast and the three dudes podcast, I'm going over there to help him get everything sorted and situated. Uh, so it seems like he's excited about it, um, which is good to see um, where the previous experiment didn't go as planned as I thought it would. And yeah, hopefully he loves it and just gets really good at it. And then I can hire him whether it's and I told him whether it's the beginning of 2024 or he's a teacher. So after the school year in May or whatever it is. But yeah, that's going well so far. And hopefully I can have more updates in the coming weeks. Yeah, that's definitely something that you want to see in a potential employee that they're persistent and they want to learn and they're actually willing to go out and learn. And that's definitely something that you want to keep an eye out for. So that, that seems promising as of right now. Yeah. And I think that's one thing where he's not really sure what he wants to do and what his career path is. So he's kind of excited about this new opportunity, which is good. Um, hopefully I get him the footage and he's super pumped about it. And I told him like he, he has this big PC, like gaming computer, like $2,500 yeah. computer. And he's like, yeah, I just tell me what the software is. My computer can handle it. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, so he seems excited about it. It's pretty easy. I mean, sitting, if, if you want to just sit in the desk all day and edit videos then uh, that's, that's your position. That's also one thing that you might need. A, I don't know how you watch out for it, but the shiny object syndrome where he might just be hopping from one thing to another. Yeah. And it's, 
you can't really tell if it if it is that or not, but that could also be something because I I believe we talked about this on the on the podcast before where you find new excitement in some in doing something new. Yeah, and that's yeah, we did have an episode on shiny object syndrome. I think the one thing like I'd love for him to edit videos and maybe even if he doesn't love it but he wants to do it, at least have a conversation with him in the beginning and say, "Okay, what is your like what do you want to get out of this? Do you want to edit videos for the next 30 years?" Or do you want to do it for a couple of years just so you can move on to doing something else? However, I can help you get there uh, just so we're on the same page from the beginning that I don't want him to hate his job and be like, yeah, I got to edit videos all the time. It sucks. Like I want to take him from point A or where he's at and at least get him to where he wants to be, whether that's videos or not. I think one thing that you could do, he might not want to edit videos for 30 years, but it might be a stepping stone for him to grow within BCM. Yeah. I was I was going to say something else but <laughs> uh uh I don't I don't think we talked about it but on the podcast at least. Um yeah, because like it, he could end up growing into a different position at your current business and helping you build and grow and scale and then maybe it it just helps you, it gives you another helping hand and then maybe you hire another editor down the road and then he's able to help them and as opposed to you being that person that helps him. So it just could be a stepping stone for him to learn more about videography. And maybe he comes on shoots with you or maybe he's able to go out and do the shoots or whatever it might be. But I think it could be a stepping stone potentially. Yeah. And even if he moves into a different role, like a producer or a script writer, maybe he likes writing or maybe he's doing some sort of marketing, uh, definitely open to seeing, you know, what he likes and what fits in and maybe, you know, we hire him as an editor and then it moves. We got to get a different editor and he moves into a different role. So excited to see where that goes. We'll see what he thinks. Uh, the only other thing I have on my list here is I didn't order a new camera, but I applied for a business card. I think it's a chase unlimited or chase Inc unlimited, something like that, that has 0% financing for 12 months. So if it, it said it's going to take a couple, I don't know, like five to 10 business days in writing for approval or whatever it is. So if I got that, uh, I think I'm going to order the new camera so then I can just pay on it and I don't have to drop six grand uh, with one freaking click of a button. So hopefully I should know that this week and then I can order a new camera. That would be exciting. So does that just mean you don't have to pay interest for the first year? Yeah. So 12 months interest free where if I have a $12,000 uh, purchase, I can just pay a thousand dollars a month. And the I uh, won't, after every month, I won't gain interest on it, you know? So I have 12 okay. months to pay off whatever I spend. Gotcha. Whereas so some, the other credit cards I have are like 27% or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's all the fancy credit card talk that they always say in the commercials. Yeah, exactly. Zero percent. That I, that I never understand. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely could just like buy the camera, but then I'm like, that would suck. Right. No one, no one right. just wants to spend $6,000 in two seconds. So yeah. I mean, ideally if I could just get that card, zero percent, that'd be awesome. But if not, I'll just have to purchase it. Unfortunately. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Tyler, you got anything else before we move into this week's news story? No, I think that's about everything. All right. So Logan Paul on here. I didn't even look at this article, to be honest with you. So you might have to carry this a little bit, Tyler. But Logan Paul I NFT mean, it's purchased. All in the title. Yeah. Logan Paul NFT purchased at $623,000 is now worth $10. 
Mm-hmm. Are the NFTs, is that, was that like one of the biggest scams we ever lived through? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. I don't even know. I, it, I'd be curious to look up other NFTs. Like I know Gary Vee went really hard on that and he was preaching it and saying NFTs are going to be the next biggest thing. And I know he did his, uh, was it V? V Friends. V Bucks. V Friends. V Friends. V Bucks is I'd be interested. Uh, <laughs> makes sense. I'd be interested to know if his have actually have actual value in it because I know he attached value in it and they became more of tickets where it's, you can come to VCon or whatever his event was that he created. So I know he was attaching value to it, which actually makes them somewhat valuable. But I just know like, like crypto is always like this trending thing. And then NFT just pops up and, I think one thing that you can take away from this is like it's quick money. And a lot of the times quick money isn't going to get you long-term money or long-term growth or long-term cash flow. And I think that's the one main thing that I did want to take away from this. Yeah, you kind of just I think it was more beneficial for the players that were already in the market. So the Gary V's, the Logan Pauls, the you know, other celebrities that had NFTs where it's like, okay, I'll drop mine. I'll make a shitload of money. And then I don't really care if it's devalued, but people that were trying to start businesses on NFTs and crypto focused, that's where it's going to be a lot harder to have a long-term sustained business rather than the quick money scenario. Well, I'm not even saying in terms of uh, businesses or like NFTs, I'm not, I'm saying like in terms of everything because like there's a lot of fads that come and go and fads don't give you long-term growth so that's kind of what i'm saying with the nfts where the the what i've heard in the past was the faster it like goes up the faster it goes down so that's like one thing that like if it goes up really fast and all of a sudden like nfts every like millions of people were talking about that like within a f- maybe a few weeks i don't know how long it was but just all of a sudden popped off everyone was talking about it everyone was purchasing it everyone was saying oh you got to buy us now it's going to go up it's going to be worth millions of dollars or whatever it is and then all of a sudden it just crashed down and i think that that's a perfect example of the faster it goes up the faster it goes down and it's the same thing with a lot of stuff where threads if, that it's true and but threads was kind of like a cheat cheat code because it is like you have to sign up type of deal or it's like you already have instagram you already have facebook and that's what i was seeing the other day i saw someone post it It was like there's millions of people on threads or like they they broke the new record for was a million users or billion whatever whatever the number was was, they they broke it in like five days or whatever and that's what i always think about with say someone on tiktok it's tough to continue that success because if you end up blowing up and all of a sudden everyone starts following you you can crash like really fast so it's hard to maintain that yeah i think it's i like how you said don't chase those fads or those trends because at the end of the day it might make you a quick buck but it's the long-term sustainability is just not there i i think about clubhouse a lot remember when we were testing Mm. and exploring the app clubhouse and then that disappeared off the Mm -hmm. face of the earth i think it's still around (laughs) it i saw this one guy he posts about it every now and then he'll join a chat and i'm like do people still use clubhouse i honestly completely forgot about it i deleted that shit long ago (laughs) same heroes i i think i don't know what it was because i'm pretty sure i stopped using it before 
Android users got on, but it seemed like Perfect once timing. the exclusive, <laughs> right? It's like once the exclusivity left and it didn't have that u- unique selling point, everyone started to not really care about it. And it's like, it's, it's a platform that you, it's kind of like radio because if you don't tune in at that specific time, you're missing the, uh, the yeah. listening to it or whatever it is. Whereas like, podcast you can listen to it whenever you want you can download it and you can actually listen to it so it's it was an interesting concept for sure and twitter added their spaces or whatever was is the same thing so yeah those kind of things you got to be willing to you got to be bulletproof to other people implementing it so you got to be doing it really well because i think twitter did it and then i was like i could just listen to these same people on that i was on clubhouse just do it on twitter so yeah i think that comes back to the adaptability and being able to change to the marketing trends and market trends and whatever the market truly wants. And for a platform to be that whole thing of just instant audio, I don't think it can be that on its own. Whereas like with Twitter, Twitter, you have all this other content that gets stored and banked on it. So you can go through, you can look at tweets, you can look at pictures, you can look at videos. But if you do ever see, uh, what is it? A space? Twitter spaces, yeah. Yeah, if you ever do see a space and say Elon Musk is in it, it's like, oh, I'm going to join that one to see what Elon's talking about. And it's just, you pop in, you pop out. And it's they have other choices and stuff that you can do on the platform as opposed to Clubhouse where it's just one that. thing and one thing only. Right. Yeah, you kind of got to be tied to this is the activity I want to do right now. Yeah, so I think you could... So with NFTs, I wouldn't say... And not necessarily just in NFTs. It's everything where if it's jumping up really fast, you could use it as a marketing tactic and just play along with it. But it's tough to actually like jump in and try and capitalize on it just because like if you want to have sustained and future growth, you want to actually go with the probably right choice. Yeah. So stop uh, chasing trends, you trend chasers. Tyler, let's get into uh, this week's topic. We're going to be talking about uh, two different types of mindset when you're creating business, whether that's you go into the entrepreneurial journey and create a business that uh, is smaller, it fits the lifestyle that you want, it's maybe low key, compared to if you are trying to build a business empire, a multi-million dollar, billion dollar business that has tens of hundreds of employees and the differences between the two. So really what we're talking about on the on the high end of things, which me and Tyler went back and forth on this for quite some time pre-episode, uh, but the business empire. So we're talking about, it doesn't necessarily have to be the Amazons and the Facebooks of the world, but it sure can be. But even the, you know, million dollar companies, the $2 million companies, the $10 million companies, those are the businesses that uh, you know, we're talking about on the higher end of things, whereas on the lower end of things, we're talking about someone, maybe we're in this uh, scenario right now. You know, we have businesses, I have a business that I could do myself and not hire any employees and probably be happy. Uh, and it's on the smaller scale or someone that starts a bakery in their house uh, and they just want to bake cakes for the rest of their life and they want to make $60,000 a year. And that fits their lifestyle. They're happy with that. They don't want to, to build a million dollar business or a $10 million business or whatever it might be and have buddy, the cake boss bakeries all over the place. Elf. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about uh, and going over the benefits and and the cons of both. But Tyler, what are your thoughts on, on this? Do you think that 
there is a big difference between these two? Or do you think the lower end is kind of something that people that's not real? Cause I feel like is, do you think everyone goes into business just thinking, man, I want to start the next big thing? Or do you think there are people that go in thinking I'm just happy working by myself and having a comfortable lifestyle? I think there's a lot of people that go into business and not expect to build the next biggest thing. And it, when you were talking about that, I actually remembered when I was doing my road trip back home, I went to one specific location to go on a hike and I ended up meeting a couple, I think they were teachers, but the one girl, she used to be a freelancer. So she basically did exactly what you're talking about here. She was a company of one and she would travel to different locations. So say she would go to Hawaii and she would find a local shop there and then she would do all her all that local shop's graphic design and then they would pay her. I think she would take a commission from whatever she would try. So maybe she would create like different graphic t-shirts and then they would sell it at say the surf shop or whatever it was. And then she would get a commission on that. And then I think whatever she made there is what's funding her trip and her lifestyle where she can go to Hawaii and live there for three months and then go to Florida and live there for a month and then go to wherever. So it was really interesting. I just thought about that when you were talking about that because I think that's how she used to live when she was younger. So that's company of one. Yeah. And it's it's a fascinating because I read the book Company of One and it's a very interesting concept that you don't have to build the next Facebook. And I and I would love to talk to the people that don't have that mindset because I think both you and I think, man, I want to build the next biggest thing, whether it's a billion dollar company or a hundred million dollar company, whatever it is. Whereas some people might go into business thinking, man, if I could just make $80,000 a year, I'll work for myself, I would love that and be happy. But I, mm-hmm. Tyler, let me know. But do you have that if you got to $80,000, would you be able to stop there? Or what is your thought process once you get to that number? I think it depends what I'm doing, to be honest, because I think I don't I don't really know because I've never really done there and got to that point on my own where I have my own thing. And then and it probably just depends on my time and Honestly, like right now, I want to get out and do stuff. And it depends on the priorities and I guess the season of life that I'm currently at. And right now, it just seems like I'm marathon training. I kind of do want to get out and explore a little and travel. So it just depends on... I think it would be really cool to be able to source and fund everything and just be out on my own. And I don't know, I come up with a lot of excuses right now as to why I can't do stuff. So... um. Yeah, I have this later in my notes. Um, I'll kind of jump to it right now. But you mentioned always wanting to build like the next biggest thing. And I think that's always hindered hindered me in wanting to actually take action because I've always thought I want to build the next Facebook. I want to build that next be- biggest thing. And whenever I've thought about an idea to pursue, I don't pursue it because I don't see the scale and being able to get to that point. So with New Frame, I never really saw that next point where this is going to be the next Facebook. Like how is a digital marketing company going to be the next Facebook? So I never actually pursued it. And I think that's hindered me and taken action a lot. I don't know if that's actually hindered you and taken action, but what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you have that same mindset? I don't think I do have the same mindset mainly because I don't know if I want to start the next Facebook. 
I feel like the next Facebook, you can't just, I feel like it's something you can't find, right? I feel like it just happens to people. It happens to the right people, the people that have the right skill set, the right knowledge for it. Whereas I, one, I don't know. It'd be awesome to be as rich as Mark Zuckerberg and live the lifestyle Mark Zuckerberg lives or Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, whatever it is. But I don't think I would ever need that much to be satisfied. And one, it sounds awesome, but really what you have is the fame which is subjective if it's really that awesome. You know, Mark Zuckerberg goes through a ton of different lawsuits and gets criticized from all over the place. So I think it would be hard to do that. Yeah, you got great money and you can buy whatever you want on earth, but I'm sure the stress, it's got to be incredibly stressful for any of those big entrepreneurs. So I think, I don't even know if I'd ever want to build something that big. If it ended up getting that big, it's not like I would try to stop it. Um, but you know, I would be happy with having a million dollar business or $10 million business, whatever it might be. Whereas I don't know if I, I need to build the next thing to really like change the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're, yeah. So you're not really motivated to, so you, I I mean, you kind of are, but at the same time, like you're financially motivated to a certain extent, it seems like. Yeah, I'm financially motivated, but it's more so freedom motivated. You know, if I if it was a million dollar year business, I think that would be plenty to do whatever I wanted to do in life, because I don't think people realize how much they can do with a little amount of money, because people say, you know, ten million dollars, you need ten million dollars to do whatever you want. But I think if you make a salary of two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars a year, you can pretty much do whatever you want. But I think the Depending funny thing is live. once you get, but I think the funny thing is once you get to that point, you don't end up actually doing anything that you want because then you actually potentially, you actually potentially enjoy what you're doing, especially say for you, you're probably going to end up really enjoy making movies and you're going to want to probably make more movies and you're probably going to want to make better movies. Yeah, but you would keep working, uh, but I probably wouldn't work 80, 90 hours a week, you know? And I'd probably get what live in whatever house I wanted to, right? And if I wanted to get a new camera, I'd get a new camera. You know what I mean? So it's it's having the freedom of you have enough money to do whatever you want. If you wanted to go to Florida on a vacation for two weeks, you could if you want. So it's more so the freedom that the financial aspects open up. And I don't think you need yeah. to make $10 million a year to have that freedom. I I agree with that. I Yeah. So it seems like you're more motivated to be like this army of one as opposed to, and then just sustaining your lifestyle and whatever your lifestyle wants and needs. No, I I don't think I want to be an army of one. I think I definitely want to have a team and a business that, you know, I don't have to shoot every single video. I don't have to edit every single video. And whether that's a team of five people or 10 people or 20 people, whatever it is, that that opens up the financial aspects of things to do whatever I want. Whereas right now being just a company of one, it's a lot of work. You're managing everything. You have to take care of everything. Whereas if you can get it to the point, maybe it's making, you know, $1.7 million a year. That's fine. I might have three to five employees or whatever it is. Uh, Yeah. It's not a 450 person company making a hundred million dollars a year but it's still making enough where, you know, I don't have to worry about anything. 
So let me ask you this then, because I hear this a lot with Andy where he talks about it. I don't want to frame it at all, but if you have employees under you and they always see you slacking off, you on vacation, you enjoying life, going out, doing whatever you want, do you think that's going to motivate them to work harder or what do you think that's going to do for that their mindset and their delivery to your business? Well, I think it comes, you can't be on vacation half of the year. I'm just saying if I wanted to go Thursday to a Monday somewhere, it wouldn't matter. If I wanted to go, you know, to a business conference, I could go to a business conference three times a year. So I think it comes, it's not the extreme where it's like, oh, I'm not working. Everyone's doing it for me and I'm just slacking off. I'm still working on growing the business in there every single day. But if I want to live in a nice house, I can live in a nice house. If I want to get a brand new pickup, I can get a brand new pickup. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So it's not like I'm just going to be living on a beach and traveling for six months out of the year while people work under me for the business. It's just having the freedom to do whatever I want to do. Yeah, I'm fine with you buying the nicest house out there, you buying the nicest truck out there, because then it shows the work and effort that you're doing and that everyone else is doing and then that it's paying off. But I think it comes back to from what I've been hearing a little bit is that you want to go on those vacations. You want to have the freedom to go on, go to Vegas for a couple of weeks and, mm. <laughs> and Two not weeks remember in Vegas a night. Is way too long. <laughs> yeah. So like buying that stuff is, is fine. And I, that's not really what I'm trying to say. Like, because that just shows like, this is what I've achieved and this is what you can achieve if you stay here and we all work hard together. That's what I think that says. Yeah. And I would agree with you, you know, like I'm not going to limit myself to not live in a nice house or get a nice vehicle or whatever it might be because I think all my employees are going to think that I'm just too rich. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm more so saying about the vacations. Yeah. Well, I go on three, four five vacations a year right now anyways. So that's sustainable. So maybe you're at worried exactly where you want to be. Yeah, I probably am. I don't think I need to go on any more, but I'd still like to live in a nicer house. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're working up to that. Yeah. I mean, it's all, you kind of get what I mean. Like we're not going to the extreme of that. I'm on vacation for six months, but you want to have a lifestyle where you, you have fuck you money. That's what they call it. You know? You can do whatever you want. Now, mm-hmm. do you exercise the the actual you doing whatever you want by just being gone for two weeks and not saying anything? Probably not. But you have the ability to if you want to say, okay, if I want, I want to go to Rome for two weeks, I can do that. Yeah, that's always something that I've wanted and strive for. And that's what I always think of if I get to, say, that point, when I get to that point. But I, I, I always think that w- when I do get to that point, I don't think I would end up doing it. it it's, a, it's a weird, I don't know if fallacy is the right word, but once I get to that point, I'm going to be enjoying everything that I want to be doing. Then I'm going to be wanting to strive for more and get to the next point and get to the next point and that I enjoy what I'm doing because you always hear Alex talking and he loves what he does where he loves writing his book. He loves talking about business. He loves doing this and he doesn't want to go to backpack in Europe. He doesn't want to go to 
Hawaiian surf there. He truly enjoys what he does. And I think that's what it, it it's it's interesting because like it seems like you really enjoy doing like videos. So maybe it's like if you're doing that and then you're eliminating all the stuff that you don't get or don't like, then you're gonna work harder and not maybe take those vacations because you're only doing exactly what you like to do. And maybe maybe you're at that point where you are producing these Scorsese level quality of videos or movies and you truly enjoy doing that and you don't want to take a break from that because you want to keep making more videos, video, movies. Yeah, but I don't, I think that you think about it in a vacuum of that you never take breaks. Anything you do, even if you love it, you need a break from it eventually. Martin Scorsese doesn't film a movie and immediately the next day go into the next movie. You know what I mean? Whereas I, I love doing videos. It's awesome. Like I don't complain about it, but if I work for three weeks straight, it's nice to have a couple days off to just not have to think about videos. And yeah, you might have some cherry picked outliers uh, like the Gary V's or the Alex Hermoses where they work 16 hours a day for the last 20 years because they're psychopaths. But I think if you look on the smaller scale of entrepreneurs that are, you know, maybe in the 500,000 to $10 million range, it's not like they're working every single day, 16 hours, you know, like think about the millionaires that are in the town you're in. If you know any, like they're not, they're probably not working every <laughs> single day, taking no vacations because they love it so much. Yeah. I think they're more so at the point where they're on the side that you're talking about where they're just sustaining their lifestyle. And they're at that, they they spent all the time building up their business. And now they got to the point where they have their lifestyle covered and they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, don't, I guess I don't know <laughs> what you're trying to say. Um, yeah, I think you can get to that point and you can also enjoy doing other things outside of life. Like there's other things I want to experience. I don't know how to surf. If I wanted to surf one day, I want the ability to just go out and surf. Whereas I don't think I'm going to get to the point where it's like, I love making videos so much. I don't ever want to leave and do anything else. I don't think I'll ever get to that point. And maybe there are people that do. Mm-hmm. I, so the issue or the topic or my thought process when we were talking about this originally and small giants is a lot different than army of one or whatever this book is or whatever your topic and trying to get to the point because small giants is more so about creating an amazing business and staying small so you can serve that those people you like your true target market and not wanting to scale and then end up losing a lot of the culture or profitability or whatever it is because you're trying to scale bigger and you're just trying to stay small and then you're a massive giant in the terms of like you're able to serve that area extremely well and provide the most value. So I think that's like the differentiating factor and that's I think the side that I was coming from where you can create a small business, you can provide the most value and you can create it and it can be a, be a multi-million dollar company. So yeah, and that's where I, yeah, because before I said we could we could do another episode on small giants that because that's a different philosophy than what we're talking about on this episode of having the the business that's small. I know small business is up to 500 employees, but small, whether it's one person 
at their house or whatever it is compared to creating a big business from $10 million to $10 billion. Not more Mm -hmm. so, oh, I created this $15 million company with only three employees where technically it's small, but it's big. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, I forget exactly the number, but I heard that way back in the day, communities, they used to only be capped at around, I think, I think the number was 200 because they found once you started to go over 200, there started to be too many people and then miscommunication and then it just, stuff just kind of fell through. So they found that 200 was that sweet spot. So everything under 200, you were able to, I think it was, you're able to maintain 200 names and then it's just a really good community that you're able to build. And I think that's something that small giants is like keeping you at where you're staying small in the company size with your employees and then you're able to maintain that culture and all that stuff. So I think like 200 is like that number. I don't know why I was bringing this up, but yeah. And I don't even know about two, like 200. That seems like a lot. Like I'd love to have 200 Mm -hmm. if it made sense, but I don't want 200 just for the ability to say, Oh, I have a business that has 200 employees, you know? Like if I have a business that's a video production company that's creating video campaigns that does $8 million a year and only has 28 employees, that's totally fine for me. You know what I mean? And yeah, Mm -hmm. we're going to try to grow it to get to $100 million a year. And if that means that we have to add on to 200 employees, then awesome. But it's not like I'm superficially just hunting for more employees because the more employees makes it sound more successful. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I think, All right, we've, we've I think kind it of helps. Re- I think it helps scale and grow, but yeah. Yeah. To a certain point for sure. But like you said, after you get to a certain point, whether it's 200 or maybe in this specific video production industry, if it gets to 75 and then things get messy, maybe then it doesn't make sense. But yeah, we're kind of going mm-hmm. into the weeds of the weeds of it a little bit, but uh, we've talked a little bit about the, the benefits and the cons. Uh, is there anything else we want to touch on as far as that goes benefits of staying small? We kind of just went back and forth yeah. a little debate there, which is interesting. We've never done that before. I guess we have before. We've never really got our points across on our notes through that medium. There's <laughs> anything else you kind of want to touch on, touch on before we kind of go into our closing yeah. arguments. <laughs> closing arguments. Like I don't really suits. know because we just jumped, we just jumped around a lot and, hit on different points and didn't go on a specific thing. I don't know. It was, it was an interesting topic. So yeah, that's all right. We don't always have to follow these notes. Uh, you got a little bit free flow conversation for me and Tyler talking about, uh, our thoughts on staying small and growing businesses and different sizes. Uh, Tyler, you already kind of mentioned your goal. What is, what's your goal? You know, do you want to build, you mentioned you used to want to build the next Facebook. Is that still your goal? I, I don't know. I there's a part of me that just wants to have that fame. I think it's like the fame and fortune that so many people like want, I feel like. And I think like I I mentioned earlier, it's just it's hindered my growth in my ability to take action because I always think this isn't going to be scalable, this isn't going to grow, but at the same time I think just taking action is the best thing that I could do. Um I think I would like to, but at the same time, it can just be a stepping stone into actually being that one that one thing because 
there's it's so rare that your first venture is gonna turn into that. It like Mark Zuckerberg's like that one one in a million. Like even look at Elon Musk, his first one wasn't even that. Yeah. So I don't even know if he had one before PayPal, but if he did, we we've never heard of it. <laughs> so there's just so many. I, I think you're the one that actually talked talked about this one where the founder of Netflix, I believe, was given a presentation and then he put up a bunch of different logos or names or whatever it was. And he was like, Do you recognize any of these names? And then everyone in the audience said, Nope. And it was all the businesses that he started before Netflix. And yeah. it's so rare that your first one that you start is going to actually be that next big thing. So that's why you got to get going on your first, Tyler. Everyone, no, no yeah. one ever forgets their first. That's what they say, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got to knock it out the park. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mentioned mine a little bit. I, I want to build a big, big business, but I don't know if it's ever going to be a Facebook or an Amazon or anything like that. And I think I'm okay with that, but still going to strive to build the big, biggest business I can. Do you think it would be video or do you think, do you think you'll ever get out of video and pursue something else or what do you, I, I don't know. This current um, stage in your life. I would never say no. Like if something else came up, like yeah. there's obviously other things I'm interested in. So if something else in right. one of those areas popped up where it's like, oh, there's a good business idea here. I would never say no to it, but I think I've always liked video or I think I'll, I'll definitely keep that going for quite some time. Um, and you can build a pretty big video business. Um, even, even though there are businesses out there like chamber media is one that's in Utah or something. And they have like 50 employees just strictly doing video campaigns for people. Hmm. So the future, yeah, you that, know, Chris Doe, what's his name? That's his name, right? Oh yeah. 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 yeah he's yeah, got yeah. like a marketing agency and that does how shit ton of money. Branding. I think he does, yeah. but that's similar to the, uh, from poop to gold guys, the Harmon brothers, they have, I, they, it's kind of like a whole production and marketing agency that they do. They, or it's more of a campaign where they create the video, they create the creative, and then they run the ads for you. And then they make sure that you get the, you get an ROI on it. So it's fairly similar to that as well. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Obviously we're going to keep doing this podcast and you guys can follow along with us on what we do create. Tyler, let's talk about this Even week's if it's 12 hours before we post it. <laughs> exactly. Tyler, let's talk about this week's business idea. Homeless cleanup. What do you got for us? Yeah, when I, this kind of came to me when I was in Colorado and I was running, and it's so nice, and there's so much garbage, and there's so many cities that are starting to have this homelessness problem. And I was running through. There's like a stream that goes through, pretty much right through Colorado Springs, and I was running right next to it. And there's just so much garbage, and it just made me think if there was a way to get it clean. And I like all the, I'm, I'm assuming it comes a lot or a majority from the homeless people. If there was a way f to get them to clean it up and then they're able to get money for it. I, I know they don't like to work or anything, but maybe if it's something easy and then maybe it's like you get food for it. Maybe you get like a steak or something. Yeah. <laughs> Pay the homeless out of it or, to clean up their own shit. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's what I was thinking about where like it doesn't even have to be their own shit because a lot of cities struggle with a lot of garbage and shit like that where it just becomes a mess. And I was just thinking about what if there's a way to clean it up? And I was just thinking because it's right, the stream, garbage and homeless. So maybe the, maybe they'd be willing to do it and 
clean it up and get some money out of it or get some food, whatever it might be. Maybe they get, yeah. get heroin out of it. <laughs> I wonder how you'd prove that you're cleaning <laughs> it up. Incentivize so it. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have to almost have someone like go with them and be like, well, it's just bring, no, no, no. It's just, I think it would just be bringing the garbage to them. And then it's like every bag of garbage or whatever it is. Like maybe they would just end up going in garbage bins and taking the garbage out of there and, it's true. Doing yeah. How do you how do you battle against that? Put locks on all the garbage. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't didn't think, think this it. one fully through, but I was just trying to think of how how what would be a possible way to clean up the cities because there's a lot of garbage that and it just kind of deta- detracts from how beautiful a lot of cities are. Yeah, I like it though. Uh it's a win-win. City wins by not shit everywhere and the homeless get paid a little bit. Exactly. Started up in Colorado first. <laughs> Colorado Springs. Clean up my city. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Well, Tyler, let's wrap this up. We're at 57 minutes. we got to post this episode tomorrow morning. Anything else you got for us? Oh, shit. No, that's everything. I'll read this one slow so you can find your quote. <laughs> no, I was just thinking because it takes 30 minutes for me to upload it and it's bedtime. So I'll, I'll just leave my laptop on. That's all right. Yeah, just throw it on there and then I'll get her downloaded. Um, all right, that's episode 55 of The Midnight Entrepreneur. If you have any questions you'd like us to cover or answer, email us at themidnightentrepreneur at gmail.com. If you found value in this content or found this entertaining, share this with a friend or post it on your story. And if you really enjoyed the show, we'd love a rating and review wherever you're listening. Talk to you guys next week for another episode of The Midnight Entrepreneur. Play by the rules, but be ferocious. Phil Knight. Phil Knight.